Well, this morning we're celebrating the great feast of St. Bartholomew, who is also associated with St. Nathaniel. These are the, two, the same persons and celebrate the tradition. The church has held these two, these two people to be the same. So this gospel that we just heard in regards to Nathaniel refers to St. Bartholomew, the apostle and martyr whom we're celebrating today. So after the stories that we have in the Gospels, tradition holds that St. Nathaniel or St. Bartholomew, I'll just say St. Bartholomew from here on out, St. Bartholomew went first to India to preach in India, as well as alongside St. Thomas, and had success there, evangelical success there. And then he went on to Armenia to preach in Armenia. And there he encountered a lot of success, so much so that he converted the king. He converted the king of Armenia to Christianity. This upset many people, including his brother, who for political reasons saw this as a terrible turn of events, and in fear of what else St. Bartholomew would go on to do, he went ahead and had him martyred, had him executed. And the device or the technique employed was that of flaying. So, he, so they tore his skin apart from his body. And so he's often portrayed in art as holding his skin, holding his skin. And perhaps the most famous of that is in the Sistine Chapel, where he's pictured, he's pictured there right underneath Jesus holding, holding his own skin. And as an ironic turn on the side of the church, he's held as the patron saint of tanners and leather workers. And this is the church's divine comedy, if you will, turning one's instrument of torture and and execution into his or her area of patronage. Well, lest we not be too, too discouraged or too saddened by this, or sometimes um, disorderedly or inappropriately inspired, I think sometimes our devotion to the saints can do this to us. Sometimes, of course, devotion to the saints is a wonderful thing, but sometimes they can lead us into a, into a disordered rea- direction in the sense that we see their great acts, especially of penance, of mortification, and finally, oftentimes, of martyrdom, and we say, that is the path for me as well. Now, in a sense, prayer and penance and martyrdom is indeed the, fact, the path for all of us, for all Christians, but the particularities are going to be different for each person. What every saint has in common, and what is really the source of our inspiration, is their relationship to the Lord. That is what we want to emulate, first of all, to develop that personal, that particular, that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Out of this relationship flows our penance and our prayers and our almsgiving and perhaps our martyrdom. And here's how St. Benedict highlighted Bartholomew's relationship to Christ. Today's saint has traditionally been identified with Nathaniel, a name that means God has given. 
It is, it is likely that the identification of the two figures stems from the fact that Nathaniel is placed in the scene of his calling next to Philip. In other words, the place that Bartholomew occupies in the list of the apostles mentioned in the other Gospels. As we know, Nathaniel's retort to Philip was rather strongly prejudiced. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? In its own way, this form of protestation is important for us and highlights God's freedom, which baffles our expectations by causing him to be found in the very place where we least expect him. In our relationship with Jesus, we must not be satisfied with words alone. In his answer, Philip offers Nathaniel a meaningful invitation. Come and see. Our knowledge of Jesus needs, above all, a first-hand experience. Someone else's testimony is, of course, important. And even of the saints, right? Even the saints' testimony, testimonies are, in fact, important. For normally, the whole of our Christian life begins with a proclamation handed down to us by one or more witnesses. However... And here's what I'm wanting to highlight. However, we ourselves must then be personally involved in a close and deep relationship with Jesus. That's the point. That's the foundation. And I'll insert a shameless plug here. I will be giving a talk at Christ the King. This has been in the bulletin, but just in case you haven't seen it, on Saturday from 1 to 3. And the format will be basically a 40-45 minute presentation and then 25-30 minutes of silence and I'll direct us towards that and then come back for another 40 or 45 minute presentation. So from 1 to 3 on Saturday, building on this team, developing our relationship with the Lord, which includes shedding our layers, right? Shedding our attachments and that's where prayer and fasting and almsgiving comes in but with the orientation of developing our relationship with Christ. Okay, and one last point as we go into adoration today. Notice how Jesus identified, how Jesus related to Nathaniel that he was in fact the Lord. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him and said to him, here's a true child of Israel. Etc. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Philip called you. Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. I saw you. Jesus saw Nathanael. And Jesus sees each one of us. So before even we're called, we're seen. And not just in our initial call, but in our ongoing call as well. We're seen. And this is the, the great, I think maybe the most important, or if, if not the most important, one of the most important parts of Eucharistic adoration. It's not, first of all, us doing things or saying things to the Lord. Sure, it includes that. But it is, first of all, the Lord looking at us. The Lord seeing us. Our main role here is to allow the Lord to see us, to open up to him. And there's a famous story of St. John Vianney where he had a peasant come to church every morning and would spend an hour or two in adoration every morning. And finally one day he had, and he never said anything, never did anything, he just sat there. And finally one day John Vianney asked him, what, what do you do when you come here? And he, and he simply answered, he said, 
I look at him and he looks at me. This is Eucharistic adoration. And this is what we can do all day today. Well, barring other duties and responsibilities. But this is always the invitation from the Lord. To look at him as he looks at us. And so these words here to Nathaniel apply to us as well. Before I called you, I saw you.